York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? It's JLS from the Nick of Time Show here, giving you that Nick talk just in the Nick of Time. And guess what, guys? Off of a back to back, the Knicks pull out a win without RJ Barrett, posing with a plethora of Knicks forgotten pieces. So, shout out to these Knicks. Knicks beat the 76ers 108. 297 and i'm gonna read some stats to you all right julius randall gives you 24 points nine rebounds and seven assists brunson gives you 21 points five rebounds and seven assists the grimes gives you 13 okay grimes but then the deuce is loose mcbride comes in with 14 points and two assists and the forgotten man the man we wanted bench, the man I wanted bench, comes in today and says, hold my beer. I'm dropping 17 points on your head. Let's go. How dare you put me on the bench, all right? <laughs> the Knicks come back, man. We were down 21 points in the first quarter. Come back and pull out a win. And we're going to talk about it all. Before we talk about it, you know the deal. Shout out to FUBU TV. If you want to watch the Knicks on MSG for free for seven days, go to FUBUTV.com slash KOT. You watch those Knicks. You watch your other cable channels. And there's no subscription. You can cancel whenever you want it. So shout out to FUBU TV for rocking with the KOT. All right. Now, let me introduce my guys. First and foremost, it is the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Right, he's in the building. Big win tonight over the Sixers. Mm -hmm. And I gotta say this, no smoke for RJ tonight. Get better, Badman, all right? Get no better. smoke tonight. Get better. But when you, when you come back, you're playing defense. Right? You're playing defense, all right? Start sliding those feet. Slide those puppies. <laughs> all right? Because you see what happens when the team plays defense. Stuff like this happens today, all right? And of course, you already know it's my man from the YouTube channel across the street. I call him the raw metaphor. It is the raw Hebrew remnant. What's going on, raw? Man, I just flipped the card. Oh, deuce of spades. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't know. You didn't know that deuce was out there. You didn't know the deuce was Trump card, huh? You didn't know the deuce is Trump card. I'm sorry, we got real. Uh, old school spades on y'all real quick, but <laughs> just, just shout out to the deuce, man. And I just want to start off talking about Tom Thibodeau. Usually I complain a lot because you already know, you already know the mantra here on the KOT show. Tibbs be Tibbin. Today, there was no tipping today and I was, I was pretty shocked. Usually what happens when the bench gets you back into the game and he's, he feels compelled to bring the starters back in and have the starters save the day. 
but it's not today. Today we saw the bench come in and stay in, and you start and you saw Evan Fournier and Deuce McBride play defense, shoot threes, and close the game with your monstrous play. So you gotta get. I'm giving Tom Thibodeau some props today. Tibbs was not tipping today, and ho and it, it paid off. And I want Thibodeau to take this moment and keep duplicating this moment for other situations because a lot of the times on back-to-back -back games he's very hesitant to play the bench and i need him to keep this same energy even when rj barrett comes back all right and just play the people longer who are contributing to winning that's I, that's all i want that's all i want and raw you can let me know how you feel about what I just said and what about the game in general. Yeah. yeah, he usually relies on the units that he the preset units that he has outlined. But because RJ was out, he had to bring in Fournier. The big surprise was that he had McBride close instead of IQ. Yeah. That was the big surprise to me. And I and I'm not so sure that it, I think my guess that IQ wasn't feeling well. He just didn't look at himself today. So I'm thinking he wasn't feeling well. But McBride is getting, was for the last, like, I'd say week and a half, at least, he's been getting more confident by the game. And, uh, and Tibbs rewarded that by keeping him on the floor. And he rewarded Tibbs by stellar defense and hitting big shots. And so um, you're, you're starting to see G League McBride. That bolstered mob deep. And and so I, I think it was, you know, and yesterday, did y'all notice yesterday that in the fourth quarter, when the Knicks made the comeback yesterday's game, the, he, he switched. He took uh, RJ off of um, uh, Kawhi and put Julius on him, and that helped the thing. So he's making subtle adjustments. Yeah. And so today he did it uh, by putting McBride in there. Of course, you had to keep Fournier in there. He actually likes Fournier shooting, and Fournier was shooting the rock today. And so he kept him in the game. So I wasn't surprised about that. But I was surprised that McBride stayed in, especially when I saw Brunson come in. I thought for sure quickly would be in there. So he he put Brunson with McBride, which I was a little concerned about because of their height. But McBride played extremely well. You know, so it, yeah. it worked out. Yeah. Shoot. Shout out to Stan. Actually, he's been clamoring for Julius Randle to play the three for a very long time. And I keep telling him, hell no. But. Listen, man, it worked the other day, and in my mind, I'm still trying to figure out how to get Obi topping some minutes. If we have issues with long wings and we need to put Randall on a long wing, maybe that's a good a good way to get Obi some extra minutes. I don't know. It's just spitballing here. But <laughs> just spitballing here. Well, I think it works if you have a rim protector. If you're trying to do it with Art, with one of them playing the five is where you have a little problem. If you can play them both in there with a Hartenstein, with a Mitch Robb, you know, or with a, with a Sims, I think it works better. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Especially yeah. the way Julius Randall's playing defense this year. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't do that last year. Last year's yeah. Julius Randle. I'm not putting that last year's Julius Randle at the three. Absolutely. You, you agree. Agree. 100%. Yep. This year's Julius Randle sliding his feet. Yeah. Yep. You can play a three. Yep. You can play he a three to three. five. I watched him. That defense he played against Kawhi uh, in the fourth quarter yesterday was tremendous. I was really, I was hyped just watching that. <laughs> yeah, guys. Because I was game. like, because he was really 
putting the clamps on Kawhi. And uh, and then you can allow, at that point, you allow Grimes to put all of his attention on Paul George. And that's what, to me, started the run um, that they had yesterday when they came back and took the lead. I so, agree. yeah, so, so. I'm glad. Yeah, I agree with you. If you if if you put you could do that, you could put them both out there, but you just got to put if RJ's in the game, he's got to go to the two or he's got to go to the bench and then you got to have a rim protector out there. And I think they would do very well with that. I agree. Ryan G, let me know what you think about today's game. Deuce McBride, whatever else is on your heart. Let me know. Yes, I just want to point out some stats tonight. Hardenstein plus minus plus 19. Evan Fournier plus minus plus twenty eight. Miles McBride plus minus plus thirty four. Come on, man. Ob Toppin plus minus plus seventeen. Free Ob. If it wasn't for the benches played today, the Knicks would have lost tonight. Absolutely, absolutely. Because the major difference. Yeah, the starters fell behind early in the game. 21-point lead. I think at one point it was 33-12. Then once the bench unit came in, they started to chip back, you know, chip back and get, got the Knicks back into the game. And Holy in the fourth Huh? Keep going. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, then in the fourth quarter, you know, like you said, you know, Thibodeau was a Thibodeau tonight. He went, he went with the hot hand. McBride played well tonight, provided 14 points off the bench. Evan Forney provided 17 points off the bench. And the bench were and the bench is what who is who really carried Knicks to this victory. And then on top of that, you know, big baskets from Julius Randle late as well also contributed. And there was a lot of ball movement as well. You know, the Knicks didn't really, you know, stick to ISO ball that much. You know, in the in that fourth quarter stretch, I mean, there was still there was still possessions where Julius Randle was ice was isolating in Brunson, but still, I didn't yeah, I didn't good. I didn't think it was ineffective isolations tonight and. Yeah, the Knicks just pulled out a big win tonight. They needed it. Ryan, did you notice the uh, plus minus for the starters? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying that goes to his point. I'm saying because you look at their plus minus, and if you don't have the bench doing what they did, we wouldn't win this game. Exactly. At, listen, I, I'm going to continue. I'm trying to keep my composure, but we just got a $60 super chat, all right? Oh! <laughs> oh! I'm trying not to cut you off, Ryan. But we got a super. Yeah, yeah, y'all like when the Knicks. Oh, <laughs> oh y'all be an extra generous tonight. Okay, we very- it, gamer. Shout out to gamer channel. Who he's new to KOT. Um, all right, I, all right. He, he just started coming. He says, "Keep it up, guys. Big win by the Knicks. I like the combo of McBride, Fournier, and Grimes. Fournier, Fournier hitting big shots and defense is solid." Take as much time as you need to get healthy. Oh, oh, RJ, take as much time as you need to get healthy. Yeah, oh, yeah, the last yeah. shot at Andre, the bot, the the bot mod at the last second. I will look at since you gave the big old super chat. But <laughs> he can say whatever he wants. You say whatever he wants. <laughs> and then, hold on, Glamour Knicks. <laughs> I'm throwing money today. 1999 super chat from Glamour Knicks. She she just she just wants to support the channel. I, I appreciate you guys. I see, mm-hmm. appreciate you guys mm-hmm. uh, tremendously. Yeah, we outside right now. We definitely Thanks. outside. Wow. All right, man. I appreciate the support, you guys. I just appreciate the support we've been getting um, over the last month, for sure. Um, over the last few years, but the last months for sure. Um, okay, but getting back to the actual basketball talk, and I'm gonna just. 
I'm gonna just uh talk about Evan Fournier for a bit. Constant professional. The thing about Evan Fournier is he kind of reminds me of what this team can look like a little bit in the future. When guys like Grimes finally start hitting their threes at a more consistent clip with the defense, because you know, the Knicks at this point, I haven't checked, but the last I checked, we were like 25th to 26th in three point shooting. And when you have Brunson out there getting into the teeth of the defense and looking to kick out and we have Grimes there kind of breaking three sometimes, but also sometimes getting into the hole and finishing. It, it kind of just reminds me of like, you know what? I would, I can't wait to fast forward to a time when Grimes is hitting those threes at a more consistent clip because it just changes the complexity of our offense so much, especially when you have guys like Randall and Brunson who can just punish you from the inside. So like, I, man, it, like the shooting was refreshing. And McBride as well. The shooting from from McBride as well was also refreshing. That's right. That's right. right. He's, you could tell he's been working hard on that jump shot to make sure he can hit it in the game. Yeah. You talking about McBride? Or you talking about Evan? No, McBride. Evan just has to be ready. Evan can shoot. He just has to be ready and get, keep himself in shape. Which listening to actually listen to Richard Jefferson today, he was saying that. Um, you know, Evan was actually working out 45 minutes even when he wasn't playing to make sure he was ready. Oh, yeah. He ready to be traded whenever he, when the time comes on. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. He ready so, to but be maybe, yeah. But you could tell Deuce was working on that shot because that shot's been money for a couple of games now. So, yeah. And not only that, he's been getting, he's been looking more like the Deuce I was seeing in the G League and a little bit of the Summer League where. You know, he takes he takes guys off the dribble and pulls up for that midi or a little bit yep. of a floater. I've, I'm starting to see him do that a little bit more uh, yep. with that aggressiveness. And he starts to also work in like a step back three pointer in the corner. Uh, so I like the aggression that Deuce is is bringing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as well as you know, as uh, shoot, another guy who've been talking crap about for a long time. Isaiah Hartenstein. Yeah. Yeah. 14 boys, four in the offensive end. Yeah. Isaiah I mean, Hartenstein has I love how he, how he was trying to act. Like he he tried to pull off the Oscar against uh against Embiid a couple of times. I mean, yeah. <laughs> here's my thing. The I great I love it. I love that he did that because it was ridiculous. I I this man was battling Goliath, getting yep. hit in the face, <laughs> and acting just like Joel Embiid was acting. But he just yeah. wasn't getting yeah. the benefit of the calls like Joel Embiid gets the benefit of the calls. That's right. But That's I just right. admire the effort he put in. But what I really liked about his game today was the defensive rebounding, because that's been something that we've been sorely missing. It's a mm-hmm. reason, part of the reason why we lost the game yesterday. Um, today, he got big man rebounds. Big, yep. big, big I mean, big man rebounds. Yeah, he was wrestling. He was wrestling that ball out of people's hands, man. It was really something to see. Wrestling the ball out of people's hands, jumping in the air, snatching it out the sky over two or three defenders. The mm-hmm. Knicks 
got, I don't know how many offensive rebounds the Knicks got in general, but it, uh, we got Julius Randle who gave us four, Sierra Sims who gave us four, Hartenstein who gave us four, Quentin Grimes, Dylan Brunson also gave us one. As a team, the Knicks really dominated the second chance points, the 50-50 rebounds. We really left everything out on the floor. And that's what I love about this team. We're so scrappy. And second night of a back-to-back, man. Second night of a back-to-back. Second night of the who would have predicted this? Who would have predicted a team like the Knicks? was going to lose you. We lost to some teams you shouldn't have lost to, but take out a team who's on an eight-game road winning streak, a contending team on a night of a back-to-back. Like, we really have to give this team this win. Like, we took this win. Yep. That's exactly right. They took it. Took yeah, this win. Go ahead, Ron. You would, no, I was just saying, you would think that with the way the Knicks lost the previous game where they lost an overtime to the Clippers, you would have thought that, you know, they would have been drained energy-wise coming into this game, but... They showed up tonight. I mean, they started off slow, but they got back in the game. They fought and fought until they they were able to pull it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great Absolutely. Win. Great win by the Knicks. And so hold on. 85 in the chat. Salute to the chat. Salute to the chat. And listen, we have a number. Fritz is not manning the phones right now. It's going to be me manning the phones. So I'm trying to do two things at once. But if you want to call in, all y'all do is dial 319-527-6241. That's 319-527-6241 if you want to call in and talk Knicks basketball with us. All right. Um, also, shout out to Jalen Brunson. Uh, Ro, I want to I ask you a question about Jalen Brunson specifically because I know there's been a debate about whether Jalen Brunson, you know, passes too much or too little um today he had seven assists what did you think about brunson's game today and is it or is it me does it seem like he's trying to make a concerted effort to pass the ball a lot more recently in the last three games at least he's made a concerted effort to move the basketball and and it's and and i look at it as the total team assist because mm-hmm. he has the ball in his hand most of the time. And so and you see the assist for the team rise and he's playing heavy minutes, that means he's moving the ball. So he had seven. I don't really look at the individuals, much, but they had 21 for the team, which is a little low, but they had 30 last night. So I, I, that's the trend. They've been getting 28, 26, you know, tonight, 21. But I've seen him and, and I was concerned earlier because he seems so focused on shooting. Mm-hmm. That it was hurting to me, it was hurting the team in a couple of ways. Not only was not everybody touching the ball, but it was giving rest to the defense because they don't have to do anything if he's just going one-on-one. So so now, though, they made the Sixers, and last night they made uh, the Clippers work hard on the defensive end. You, you could see them running back and forth across court. That's because the ball was moving. And so I see Jalen Brunson. Now his IQ is taking over and mm-hmm. he's making a much better effort. He still throws. Some, I mean, he throws some when he's taking the ball, he throws some stupid passes sometimes, but <laughs> he only had two turnovers. And overall, to answer your question, yes, he is making a concerted effort to get everybody involved. And, and, and it's really showing up in the assist numbers that they're putting together. Like, I wonder if we actually start to advance the offense a little bit more, if a little of that can be fixed up because a lot of it is the read and react thing that Tibbs mm-hmm. likes to give. So it's, 
it's almost all on what Brunson does, how the offense really moves outside mm-hmm. of just, you know, straight up timeout out of bound mm-hmm. plays. Then you might mm-hmm. see something mm-hmm. special. But mm-hmm. no, I would right. like yeah. more ball movement outside of Brunson in general. Um, shoot, I, I was watching something about uh, Draymond Green talks about the power of the swing pass, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a few times like we got beat last night versus the Clippers because those guys are trained to reverse the ball from one side to the other and find the open man from three. And I don't feel like we do that enough or at all. You know, it's we ISO. Don't, we don't. Yeah, and, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. And in fact, tonight I noticed a couple of guys. It was last night. Uh, Hartenstein actually was telling them to do it when he came up with something to move and swing the ball. And then tonight, Fournier and Deuce was telling Brunson, let me swing it, you know, swing it. Because sometimes you get, it was obvious, they would have this, the court stacked if Brunson is on one side of the court. Well, they used to right. do Julius Randle. And so he finally started swinging it. And 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 I think, like I said, I think his IQ is going to take over and he's going to do better. And I'm noticing he's already making a concerted effort. So remember now, this is his first year running the thing. You know, he's running it for the Knicks now. So he never did that in the NBA. So this is his first year doing that. I think he's going to be all right. Just We just need to let it just flow. Right now, when you see games like this, it gives me hope, right? Because you say, okay, mm-hmm. you're starting to do it. You know, So I, I think this can continue, man. Yeah, same. I don't know if there's anything to add to that, Ryan. No, no, I mean, what I said about Brunson was pretty much what I said earlier. You know, I like his isolation. Um, when he wasn't isolation today, I think there were productive isolations. You know, like that game, I think we were talking about against the Lakers where he dropped 37. It's like, yeah, he dropped 37, but... At the same time, he took, like, what, 29 shots? And mm-hmm. at the same time, a lot of those isolations were failed isolations. Like, a lot of those isolations didn't go nowhere, just a bunch of over-dribbling and then, you know, passing off to, like, a player with, like, three seconds left on the clock to just throw up a prayer or whatever the case may be. But today, like Ross said, like, he actually put in an effort to get his other teammates involved, and the ball is moving around more. I mean, 21 assists probably, you know, I guess it, it, it kind of shows that the ball didn't move enough. but. Right. Oh, no. I saw. I did see enough ball movement from the Knicks tonight, especially from Bronson. So, yeah. You and know if what? you look at look at look at the. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I was going to say look at the number of shots. He took 16 shots. Randall took 19 shots. Grimes took 11. Deuce. Uh, I'm sorry. Fournier took 11. And so they were they were distributing the shots. You know, very nicely today. Yeah. Yeah. Some and this 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 is my argument when people t- get overly critical about the assist numbers. There's two parts of the assist numbers, right? One is the passing, and the other is the shot making. So mm-hmm. when people were like, "Oh, they don't pass the ball enough," look at the assist. Well, if I'm driving to the hole and three defenders collapse on me, and I dish it out to somebody who's open for three and they miss it, I don't get an assist. Does that mean I don't pass the ball enough? Or does that mean we can't hit open shots? And the same thing can be said about if he, you know, gives it to Hartenstein. Because, you know, Hartenstein was missing bunnies for like a month. You know? Yes. Yeah. yeah, he was. Especially that little push shot he has. In the beginning of the season, he was hitting it. And then he missed it for like three months, man. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So when people start to go, oh, he's not passing enough. I'm like, well, yes, I can say that. But it's not all. It's not all about that. Sometimes people just aren't hitting shots. It's, and especially from three when Brunson is going in the middle and they collapse on Brunson. Thus the 26 
uh, Knicks are ranked 26th from three-point stand. So that's why today when I'm seeing Evan Fournier hitting shots, I'm just like, this is this is refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> like, we need yeah. more yeah. of this. Yeah. And, and Fournier I, plays well when the ball moves. Yeah, for sure. He plays much better. He gets in the rhythm when the ball is moving. Which, which brings me to the next question, and shout out to somebody who put this in the chat. They asked about this team going deeper than 10. With Fournier dropping 17 today, do you feel like Tom Thibodeau would even consider going into a 10-man rotation again, or you think this is a one-time thing? It's a one-time thing. Yeah. It would, to me, it would, it would be a permanent, like, if the Knicks would make a trade and were to get Vanderbilt and Balik, he's going to go 10 then. But for right now, he's going to stick. Fournier only played because RJ was sick. That's the only mm -hmm. reason he played. Otherwise, he wouldn't even play. So it's not like he's going to use this one game. So, okay, I'm going to make a permanent change. He depends on Fournier to stay ready for times like this. See? But he's not going to make a permanent change now. Because if, if RJ was healthy, Fournier wouldn't have played today. Okay? And, and we might have lost the game. <laughs> but... So I don't think I don't think it's going to be a permanent change. I mean, I'm just trying to be realistic, just looking at what Tibbs does. He's going to be Tibbs, so he's going to keep that nine more rotation how he got. But if you give him instead of our, uh, Obi, you give him two guys in in Vanderbilt and Beasley. Ah, uh, I think he plays ten. Then I think he goes ten deep. I don't know. What do you think, Ryan? I don't know about that. I'm not even. You think you'll go ten from Vanderbilt and Beasley? Yeah, man. Especially he's losing Obi. He's losing Obi. I don't know, but man, like Thibs can be really stubborn at times. And I think, yeah, he can. I think no, and I, really, Ryan, you think so? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and I think when Thibs went that nine man rotation, I, I think pretty much Thibs pretty much set that in stone. Like for the rest of the season, it's going to be a nine man rotation. So I think even if Beasley and Vanderbilt comes in, it's going to be a nine man rotation, but he's going to fit those guys into the rotation and other guys are going to lose time as a result. Yeah. I think I think Vanderbilt comes if OB gets traded, Vanderbilt comes right into the rotation. Beasley will have to work in like Fournier does if somebody gets hurt. But for next season, if they re-sign him, I don't know. I I, I think he go ten because Beasley's that dude. He could be that dude, man. I'm telling you, you're really high on Beasley. I've not. I'm telling I you, I'm not like that. Malik, man. I'm not I like that Malik. high. I mean, I like Malik. I like him, but. I don't see him as I see him as a Fournier. I see him as another. I do Fournier. too. No, I agree. He's a younger version of Fournier. Right. See, he's twenty six. Fournier is thirty. Right. But he's a younger version of Fournier. So yes, I agree with you there. I agree with you. Yes. But I, I and so what you're seeing from Fournier in terms of being able to step in and knock down threes, or one night he goes one for nine. I think you're going to see that from from Beasley. But it's he's a younger version of him, so he's a little bit. I think. He, I mean, would you agree? I think he's way more athletic. Than, well, he's than, more athletic than, for sure. Yeah, I think he's way more athletic than um than Fournier. But he got he got jumper going, and I think in his DNA coming out of the Florida State program, um, he's gonna play some defense on the tips. He's gonna play some. You defense. think so? Cause that's that's oh, yeah. that's my trepidation. We already have Evan. I'm not listen. I do not want to trade somebody. Just to have Tibbs sit him once again because nice. this man isn't a defender. That's exactly what's happening with Fournier. So when I look at something like that, then I'm going, why would we do that again? 
You know? Do you think? Yeah, but do you think like I'm? I'm of the mind that I don't think that Don does that twice. I think he talks to Tibbs this time and says, "What do you think about this?" And and if Tibbs, it came out. Ian Begley said he wasn't with the cam trade, and they did it anyway, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think they make that mistake twice because you'll get the same result. So I think this time they're going to talk to him and say, "What do you think about Beasley and Vanderbilt?" And they're going to before they make a deal. I think they do that with the understanding of, okay, Tom, if we get these guys, or they're going to be a chance to play, or what? I mean, before they make that kind of deal. All right. Well. I- I guess I'll ask you this question since we're headed here already. So we kind of here, but I kind of can tell by the tone what your viewpoint is. You already know that there's been a rumor that the Knicks are interested in trading OB Top and Fournier draft compensation for Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt. Your thoughts on that move, Raw? If, if. Tibbs will play both of them in a 10-man rotation. I'm all for that. If he if he creates a 10-man rotation, and so you now you have, and let me ask y'all, so you have a mob deep bench of Vanderbilt, Beasley, IQ, Deuce, and Hartenstein. What do y'all think about that? I think defensively, you said Vanderbilt, Beasley. Vanderbilt. Beasley, Deuce, IQ, and Hartenstein. Or Sims, whichever one he puts in the mob deep once Mitchell Rob comes back. Because I believe Mitchell Robinson's come back after the all-star break. So you're going you're gonna to have either Sims or um or Hartenstein. So either one. So you're gonna have that guy plus Vanderbilt, Beasley, Deuce, and IQ. That's your that's your second five. If he's gonna do it that way, I go for it. If he's not, if he's gonna sit Malik Beasley, don't do it. Don't waste, he, don't even waste, don't even waste the trade. I don't like including OB. I think that's what it is. My I don't like including oh, yeah. OB in that type of deal. Because yeah, you no, have Vanderbilt, who's a a great defensive player who can kind of you know play like you know defense one through five. Right, but he scores what like eight points a game, so he's considered yep. like a low level. He's considered a role player who's a defensive guy and not yep. even like a three and D guy. Like the three is coming, but it's not yep. there. That's right. So, and he's yeah, you're right. So, and then you have Beasley who you know gives you 13 points a game, so it's like. If I'm looking at giving up compensation, and like I'm thinking, I'm looking, I'm giving up something to match salaries. I like, I, I, I don't want to give up OV for those guys. Like, I, hate you. I mean, I, if they say no, I'm not gonna cry about it. I'm not gonna cry about trading OB at all. I like a deal for 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 Kevin Durant with OB involved in it than this one. But um, I hear you. I, I mean, but if, if you're gonna tell me, I'm not gonna worry about. I don't think we're gonna be worse. <laughs> I think we'd be better if we had those two guys. I'm not saying they would take us right. to the Eastern Conference Finals, but I think we'd have a stronger mob deep. I actually like more as far as just strengthening the bench. I like Alan Caruso deal either because, but better because he would strengthen mob deep and we wouldn't have to give up a whole lot to get him. Right. Like for me, I already know that. What, what are they looking for, right? They're looking for like a first for each one of them, protected first for each one of them. And you know how it is in the NBA. They they, they overprice certain guys. Like, yep. I like Vanderbilt's potential, but do you think he's worth a protected first? 
No, I, I, go ahead, Ryan. I think, the, I think the protected first from the Knicks side is for them taking on Evan Fournier's contract. Yeah, I think it's that. That is that. Mm. It's because they're going to send him Evan Fournier's deal. That's it. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but this guy was drafted 11th. That is Vanderbilt. He's drafted 11th. He's a Kentucky guy uh, coming out of 2018. Um, I, I like him. I like him defensively. He's a t- defensively. He's Tibbs. That's Tibbs guy, right? No, there. I like him defensively. I would like him on yeah, this yeah. team for sure. Yeah. yeah. Just not I mean, for you, Obi, I mean, but and, I would like yeah, him. Yeah, and I I agree with you. I love Obi Toppin, man. I do. I just, I mean, to me, he's too good. To be, if he, as long as, like I tell people, if he agrees to keep coming off the Knicks bench, Keep him because he's all star potential to me. If you send him to Utah and he starts, he's going to get you twenty and eight. He's going he's going to get you twenty eight. Yeah. If he if he's uh, twenty points, eight rebounds every game, that's going to be over top. You know, and we're going to say, Dad, we could have got that, but you can't get that because you got Julius Randle. See? Right. So I I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a tough call, man. I, I go for it. It's a tough call. Yeah, I just, agree. I don't man. know. Go ahead, Ryan. I said for me personally, this is why I would make the trade because. I know everybody is hype about Obi Toppin and this and that, but I think people are overvaluing his value in the market at the moment because the Knicks don't play him a lot. So people thinking that you can trade Obi for this player or that player, you know, an impact player, whatever the case may be, that might not be realistic based on his value in the market. So you have to think about it like this, like, okay, you have Julius Randle, he's playing great. Obi is not going to get much time here because Julius Randle is here. And the Knicks are not going to move Julius Randle because of the way he's playing. He's an all-star player. So you have to try and look at deals where it's like, okay, how can I include Obi in a deal where you're going to possibly improve the team? If you look at Vanderbilt and you look at Beasley, Vanderbilt fulfills, fulfills a need. The Knicks do not have wing defenders. Knicks need a wing defender. Vanderbilt fits that need, and he's still young on top of that. And, and he can guard the fours as well as threes. Exactly. Then you get a score in Beasley where we talk about this dude's terrible defense. But, I mean, if you look at his, if you look at his defensive rating, like, historically, it's, it's probably the system that he's in. Because when he was in Denver, his, he did, his defensive rating was much better. Mm-hmm. So that means the guy can defend. It probably is the system that he's in at the moment that, you know, why, why his defensive rating has been up a bit. So, yeah. I can't. I don't know a guy that comes out of Leonard Hamilton's program that doesn't know how to play defense. They all do. I mean, Jonathan Isaac does. Trey Mann does. They all. They all do, man. They 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 just know how to play defense. Everybody coming out of that, that system. They then of course you know Scotty Barnes. Everybody coming out of that system can play defense. So if he hasn't been playing it in you in Minnesota, Utah, believe me, when he comes to Tibbs, he's gonna play defense, man. Well, you're not gonna, he's play. gonna play defense. That's right. He's gonna play defense. So I don't think we can have a problem there. So. That's why I'm with Ryan in that regard, but I can see just as easily not doing it. But to me, Obi is a starter. So he goes to Utah, he starts. Vanderbilt is a, a rotation piece, but not a starter. Right. He comes to New York and he and he fits better with what we're doing. So that's all I'm saying. But um I and when I talked about a bigger deal, I'm talking about like I was talking today. If if Kevin Durant asked for a trade, tell me what y'all think. If Kevin Durant asked for a trade, my best deal would be four number ones, three unprotected, one protected, with R.J. Barrett and Obi Toppin for Kevin Durant. What would y'all do? I think what would that... You, and, and if he asked for a trade, would you would you inquire to try to get him? And what would you offer? 
if he asked to be traded here, I definitely would inquire. But me knowing the Nets organization and Joe Sy, like those Joe Sy is petty as hell, man. Joe Sy is yeah. Not I didn't know that. I didn't realize he was so petty, man. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize he was so petty like that. You haven't you haven't been watching all last summer? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying like that's Kevin Durant saying I don't like the coach and I demand all this. That that's that's kind of childish on his part, but. I'm saying if the Nets are going to trade Durant, then they're going to commit to a rebuild. And right. so if you're trying to rebuild, the two things you want is draft assets and young players. And so you, you're trading all your vets, you know, that you can trade. And then Kevin Durant's your biggest fish. So we'd be giving them four number one picks. Okay. And then we'd be getting automatically, you put Kevin Durant with Mitchell Robinson, RJ, I mean, not RJ Barrett, um, Julius Randle, Brunson, and Grimes, you're an Eastern Conference finalist team right there. See? So, and that's how big of an impact he is. So if, if you put that and you're trading away for, and you, even if you're the Knicks, you can't trade away back to back um, number ones. So you could give them odd years and you still got a plethora of picks. So I, I I'm not, I think I would give them the four number. And I'm not sure of any other team that can give that combination of picks with established young players that the Knicks can. Um, well, Kevin Durant on any team makes any team instant contenders. Yeah. That's one. Yep. So yep. I get that thinking. But I would say but the Pelicans, I will, are, the Pelicans are when the whole KD trade stuff was happening before I'm looking at the Pelicans going, Oh, it, it, to me, it makes the most sense for the Pelicans. They have, no, it makes a lot of sense. Who would you trade from the Pelicans? Like they got Brandon Ingram there. Who's like KD light. So I can see them doing Brandon Ingram. They have a, a bunch of Laker picks that got from the AD trade. They have Kyra Lewis over there. Who was a, a young is, point guard. That, that just lost a point guard. And, you know, yep. he has all the potential, but he's just been injured with the uh, the ACL injury. No, you're, you're right. That is a potential, definitely, um, competition for the Knicks, uh, for sure. So I would think if anybody was in position to trade for, for KD and KD would okay it, it would be the, it would be the Pelicans to me. I, I understand that. I, I can't argue that. But I, I would say, and I'm not saying that the Knicks are a slam dunk, but mm -hmm. I'm saying... I would offer them four number ones, RJ Barrett and Obi Toppin. They get two young players. They get four number one picks. I would give them three unprotected and I would give them one. I would give them a one protected pick, either the Dallas pick or the books 2027 top four protected pick. And I would keep in. And, and then we still got a lot of picks. Yes. And, and so I would do that. And then to me, that starts their rebuild. And at the same time, the Knicks are now, what the Nets were supposed to be. You think they're not going <laughs> to ask for Grimes or IQ? Because I I would. It's they they, they could. No, they, they would definitely ask for Grimes, but I would hold off on Grimes if I could. And I would. I mean, I, if I had to, if the deal got done, if they said, okay, we don't want RJ, but we'll take Grimes, I'll do that. I, I would do that. Everybody's available for, for Kevin Durant, but I don't want to give up too many guys. I'd rather mm -hmm. give up too many picks. So if I could give them four picks, and then take two young players. Okay, so if they said, okay, I'm going to look at yourself. I want Obi Toppin and Quentin Grimes. Okay, I hate to do that. But if you give me Kevin Durant, I could put R.J. Barrett at the two. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems I can't see it. I can't see the Nets doing business. No, I don't. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i just saying they may not do it. But I'm saying that's if you're telling me he's going to be asking for a trade and we're going to make a phone call, 
I'm, I, that's my deal. That's right. all I'm saying. Well, they uh, may reject it. They may reject it, but I'm saying that's my deal. I hear you. I don't know. What's your, what are your thoughts, Ryan? Well, the thing is, if you trade for KD, then that's going to definitely accelerate the process. You know, Knicks have to think championship now. And I think even with, you know, a trade of bringing KD to the Knicks, I do think the Knicks might have to make another move or two to become a legit, like, championship team. Like, they'll go far in the players with KD, Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, and those guys. Like, those guys will definitely wreak havoc in the East. I don't know if they're a championship-caliber team yet. So, it's like you have to change your mentality, like, ASAP from, you know, we're, we're building the young players to championship now. So, I mean... I, I the, think the it becomes is, way easier, personally. But go ahead. Sorry. Huh? Go ahead. No, I'm just saying that I know people saying we should go after KD. I'm not 100% on board with that. I'd, I'd much rather go after a younger star and, and, and continue to build. But, but yeah, like the Knicks, I think the Knicks are, are still like a move away or so, even after they get KD, even, even if they make a trade like that, if the Knicks are seriously supposed to think championship. But All right, so what are they, what are they missing? Once let's say they get KD, right? So you got the starting five, KD, Mitchell Robinson, um, uh, Julius Randle, Grimes, and 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 Brunson. You you don't have RJ no more, you don't have Obi Toppin no more, but you got uh, on your bench, you got Sims, Hartenstein, and I believe Sims could play some four. So you got Sims, Hartenstein, Deuce, and IQ. What are you missing? Yeah, I would still I would still strengthen the bench. I would still get like a like a legit bench piece, like a guy that you can co- that can come into the game where it's like kind of like a guy like IQ. Like I, w- I would want like one more guy on the bench like that, where whether it's a whether it's a wing or whatever the case may be, where when he where when he comes into the game, it's immediate impact. Like IQ, like I would still like, go after like one more piece like that on the bench if if I, I was to make a move. Honestly, it's like that's easy. Like once you have the top fifteen player in the building mm. and a three D a three D guy to start. And hit Bray Brunson and Randall and a rim protector, like the other stuff is going is easy at that point. Like, yeah, I don't you, think that's a difficult move. That's not difficult at all. You can Especially, mid-level exception like, guys for and right, bring exactly. In. Exactly. You're looking for like a trade deadline guy you can bring in for on, you know, a, a vet looking for that ring on a minimum contract. You can get that. You know, I think you can get that. Um, and then I would try to keep one of my picks from this year. I give them all kind of picks, but I keep this one because I want Chris Murray. <laughs> right. But, I want I want Chris Murray, man. Yeah, but I just don't. I can't see that happening. Like my mind, knowing knowing the Knicks and the yeah. Nets relationship, knowing the contention between both teams, knowing how petty uh, just uh, Josiah is, knowing how petty Dolan is. I can't even see them getting on the phone and talking for 10 minutes. <laughs> so, like, to me, no, th- this whole I think, scenario I think Dolan, is just like... Dolan would, have, Dolan would have Leon make that call. Dolan would have Leon make that call. Man. He's not even going to get involved. In I mean, Leon, I'm sorry. I, I like, just no, don't... Like, yeah, Leon make that call. fun. Like, KD really not coming here. Like, Nets are not going to trade KD to the Knicks. Like, that would be... No, nah, they, they're not going to do that. No. Well, I mean, if you're really, if you're the GM, who's the GM? Marks? Who's the GM with the Nets? Is it Marks? Sean Marks? Is he still the GM? Yeah, if, you're the, if you're the GM or president of basketball operations of the Nets and you're committing to a rebuild, 
do you care where you send him as long as you get the assets to rebuild? What do you care who he goes to? Whichever team gives you the best package, that's where you should be getting. You that's know? not and always so, like. And no, it shouldn't. I know. He, I hear what you're saying, but I'm saying if you're going to be smart about it, like the only other team, like you mentioned, New Orleans, they could give you an equivalent package to the Knicks. They could because I, they could give you Brandon Ingram. They could give you the four number ones. Yeah. Um, and they can throw in another young player, like you mentioned, Kyra Lewis. They could do that. Yeah. But like Utah literally just played us because they didn't like us. Literally was like, nah, we only giving homie up for four protected, yeah. unprotected picks. Yeah. And then turned around the very next day and gave him up for three. So yeah. like, yeah, but that's yeah, Danny theory, Ainge, man. That's, that's Danny Ainge though. In theory, it should happen like that. You get the best deal possible, but we see these guys and owners they have feelings. They're petty. They're not <laughs> right, trading right. Kyrie to the Lakers yeah. because Kyrie wants to go to the Lakers. Like that's, that's, right. that's <laughs> then it came out with Stephen A. said that Danny Ainge didn't want to trade to us because we were sitting in the stands. Like this is, this is how they operate. Yo. Like, <laughs> no, I hear you. That kind of stuff <laughs> does make a difference sometimes, but I'm just saying, okay, again, if they made, if they put the offer out there and then that said, no, they just say no, but I'm saying, I would do that deal if they accepted it. That's all I'm saying. If they were to yeah. accept that deal, I would. Whether they accepted it or not, to me, I'm not. I'm not worried about that. I put the best deal out there. If it doesn't work, we go. We look elsewhere. Just like we did with Mitchell. Okay, we put the best deal that we could put on the table. If you don't want that, okay, we look elsewhere. Done. Okay, but that's all I'm saying. So it doesn't matter. All they could say is no. So you can say, I'm offering you four number ones. I'm offering you R.J. Barrett and Obi Toppin. All they can say is no. If they say no, okay, we move on. But I'm saying that's the best deal I would offer. I hear you. I'm, I'm holding out. I mean, not I'm holding out, but I, I, I just, my brain, my brain can't even go there. <laughs> my brain can't even go there. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I'm saying they could say no, but I'm saying if, I, if that's all they could do is tell me no, I'm, that's not going to stop me from making the phone call. I hear you. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make the phone call and, and I'm telling you what I'm gonna give you. And if you want it, you want it. If you don't, you don't, and we move on. If if Joseph says, hell no, I'm like, I'd rather trade him for two picks from you know Dallas or something. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just saying we you know that's our offer. You know, that's all. You know. Uh, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So let me ask you this though, though. Um, let me ask you this. Let's say KD was on the market, okay? And you see, you know, of course, you're gonna know 29 teams are calling about, it, right? And the Knicks didn't. What would you feel about that? What would I feel? Yeah, would you, how would you? How would Knicks Nation say? Okay, the Knicks never made a phone call to inquire about Kevin Durant. I mean, it'll be LOL Knicks like usual, but yeah. like, what else yeah. is new? Yep, 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 yep. Of course, Knicks would be up in arms if you know everybody's calling about KD and the Knicks don't make one call. I mean, that's Katie, what I'm saying. Katie's a generational talent. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. So they got to make a phone call, and so I, that's all I'm saying. If he, and, and I think, I, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think there's a 90% chance he asked for a trade this summer. So if that's the case, you got to make a call. And if you make that call, you pick up that phone, you got to be ready to do a deal if they accept it. So what deal are you doing? That's what I'm saying. I hear you. Listen, I already said, I already said a long time ago, not even a long time, like a month ago, we're an elite wing. To me, we're an elite wing away from really making noise and being contenders. Cause when I'm looking at Jalen Brunson and I'm looking at the, the elite shot making he does at all three levels. And then I'm looking at Julius Randle 
and Julius Randle nine times out of 10 has the matchup advantage over most power forwards in the NBA. And then I'm looking at Mitch, you can call it the middle. And I'm like, all right, cool. We, we, all we need is Grimes to grow up and hit more threes and be that defensive guy. And we really need a defensive wing to really put it all together. So I'm looking at our team in entirety. I'm looking at RJ Barrett and I'm going, okay, this is, this is, this is your time to shine. Like if you start to hit threes, play some defense. And for me, the swing skill for RJ is really the playmaking. Then we can really start to roll over some teams because that's the day we're in a lot of games and we just have to finish games. And what's been happening at the end of these of games are one, we haven't been hitting three point shots Two, when Jalen Brunson is starting to cook. The other team is putting taller, longer guys on him to slow him down, which means now you have to have your other playmaker finish the game because they're neutralizing Jalen Brunson. And when I'm looking at Julius Randle, Julius Randle is not that guy who was going to make the right basketball play and be a closer consistently outside of that Celtics game. So to me, it has to be RJ who who takes over the game when there's length on, on Brunson, who, you know, takes over the game, um, hits three point shots and more importantly, even set people up and then pass the ball when he's double and triple or triple team. So I'm looking for RJ to take that leap and, or we, or eventually we might have to find an elite wing to make that leap for us. I was going to ask you that. So let's say, because really, I think a lot of us expected RJ to take a bigger leap this year he's taken. Mm -hmm. Now, he's still only 22 years old. But if you want to make that run, let's say, in the next year, like say you want to make that run next year, who would you look at? Like, okay, I'm looking at the free agent market for shooting guards and um, small forwards. So you're talking about um, James Harden, which, yeah. you know, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Karis LeVert, Gary Trent Jr., Malik Beasley. Uh, and I'm looking at guys that could play the wing, which means they could play small forward. Dylan Brooks. Mm -hmm. And that's really all I see as far as possibilities, the realistic possibilities. These are all free agents this summer. And then on the small forwards, let me see here. See On the small forwards, Chris Middleton, no. Uh, Harrison Barnes. Kelly, they got Kelly Uber listed as a small forward. Oh, yeah, he is small forward. Okay. Um, I, I don't like any of these guys, but um, then they got Cam Reddish listed as a small forward, too. But I don't know. So, I'm just saying, who could we get that that's possible realistically? That's what I'm saying. If we could get, if Kevin Durant was there, oh my God. Well, yeah, <laughs> those guys are like, you know, those guys are guys who are going to make us better, but they're not going to get us a chip, you know? Yeah. The, yeah. So, it's yeah. like guys like Josh Hart would, would be ideal from the Portland Trailblazers. I know he he's might a little be, small for Yeah, he's a little small for that spot. Though. He's yeah, he's a little bit small. He definitely yeah, is a little um, bit small. So like, if we, but you, you say you want length, right? So you need somebody six 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 seven, right, or bigger, or even you know, right? Yeah, to to really be switchable. Yeah, Jeremy, I do like Jeremy Grant. I'm not sure where what. Oh yeah, Jeremy. Jeremy Grant, Grant actually would be be perfect. Oh. 
falling off, but he's also looking for a crazy contract as well, though. Yeah, he is. They're going. Um, Jeremy, Jeremy Grant, Grant is actually exactly would be, somebody he, he we would need. Be, he would be exactly. He's exactly um, who we need. What's he looking for? Switchable wing who hit threes. That's exactly what we need. What's he looking for? hundred million? What's he looking for? I think Paul had offered him like a four-year, like 100 and, I want to say what, like 112 million. I can't remember the exact details. And he turned it down? He it because coming into the summer, I think he can, I think he can, I think he can like request like four years and like significantly more money. I don't remember, I don't remember the exact numbers. Okay. That's why he rejected it. So he's going to be looking for a big contract. Yeah, he signed a three-year, sixty million dollar deal when he was on Detroit, and he's on that deal now. Jeez. So he's probably looking at one hundred and twenty. This one, um, damn. I mean, see, that's another team you'd have to make a trade to get him. You'd have to trade a guy like RJ to get him because RJ and that money would match. So you have I, to trade a guy like um, RJ to get him. So, so would you trade RJ for Jeremy Grant? Yo, <laughs> don't ask that me would that be, on camera. <laughs> no, I'm saying though, but you, I mean, would, I think the Knicks would be a lot better though. I, I mean, really? I mean, raw, I'm not going to lie. I might do that. I would do that deal. <sighs> I, I love RJ Barrett. Everybody knows I'm a big RJ supporter. I would do that deal. <laughs> I might do that. <laughs> I ain't even going front. That I would means do that you deal. have Brunson. Yeah. Brunson, Grimes, Grant. 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 Mitch Rob, Randall, you still have Obi, you still have Hartenstein and Sims, you still got Deuce and IQ. I would do that. that. Would Jeez. be done, and you and you trade them straight up. Oh my gosh, That's yeah, do that deal. Damn. What, what about you, Ryan? Would you do that? Yeah. So these are the specific details. So yeah, the Blazers did offer him a four-year, one hundred twelve million dollar extension, but he rejected it because if he waits for the summer. Other franchises can offer him four years, one hundred seventy-four million. Oh my god! Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Four years, one hundred and seventy-four million. One hundred and seventy-four over four. Themselves would be able to offer him five years, two hundred thirty million. Nah, he's not. That, come on, son. All right, look, let's look at his stats. Let's look at this. All right, so now he's twenty-eight. He shoots. He shoots 42% from three on six attempts. He shoots 80% from the line. You know he plays defense. Um, damn. That's too much. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of That's freaking money, That's too much, man. man. But, dude, does he give us a chip, though? That's the key. Does he give us a chip? If you replace RJ with him, are we in the ECF? That's all I The chip, though. Hmm? He makes it better, but it's not a chip. Does he move us to the Eastern Conference Finals? Are we in that conversation? I don't know. Second, Second round. round. Nah, I think we're in the Eastern Conference Finals with him. I think we are. I think Jeremy Grant is way underrated, man. I think he's way underrated. I, I like him. I would give him the money. I would. I would give him the money. I think he's way underrated, especially if he's unrestricted. All we got to do is, 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 is sign him. I, I uh, and that means we keep our team. We keep our team intact, and we just add him. <sighs> he gives I, you the threes. I, he gives you the defense. We're not getting cooked. He can post a little bit. Yes, and he can play the three or the four. So you can play him with mob deep if you want to. You can. Uh, I, I have to do that. 
I have to do that, man. I have to. I'm sorry. It's a little bit of an overpay. I agree. I would I would think his realistic to me, his realistic market value is about 150. I really think that he's really 140, 150. But this is the NBA, you know, new deals, new TV deals, and all that. I'd give him the 174 and I'd go, I go for the chip now because I think we could do that. I think we could do that, man. I would do it. People in the chat. Yo, I need to wait. I need to figure out how to. I, yo, yeah, you, I never actually poll, figured out how to do out. the the poll. Put a poll out, man. That, 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 how do you do the poll? poll I never actually figured out how to do the poll. All right, look under. You see the chat, right? You see the dollar sign. Next one, there's another sign under there. Okay. On, on your engage your audience. Hit that sign. Yes, hit, hit that, and then and then either you can ask a question or do a poll. All right, let me see. Cause I need to do a poll. All right, here we go. Start poll. All right. Yep. So so now you say, would you? Would you trade R.J. Barrett for Jeremy? No, would you pay Jeremy Grant $174 million? So I want to do both. <laughs> well, you'd have to. You'd have to. You couldn't keep them both. So you're going to have no, to No, I mean, would RJ. you trade? I want to know if they would have trade R.J. for Jeremy first. I want to know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Because Portland would get nothing if he walks away. Portland would get nothing. He's on, right, he's on the last year of his deal. Would you trade R.J. Barrett? Jeremy Grant. So let me just think about this now. So 100. So he'd be getting 43 million in it. Okay. So let me see. So if he gets 43 million, we'd have to send him 35. Right. Is the poll back. up? Uh, I don't see it yet. It should be coming up though. It should be coming up. I actually really like the idea of having Jeremy Grant here. It's Man, just that you money is crazy. Stuff. Jeremy Grant, and then he's in his prime, and he wants that chip. Oh my gosh, he get his money. I like that, man. I hate to give up RJ, but for that, I'm telling you, we we're right there in the top four of the East. We're right there, top four in the East. I still think Knicks need another piece, though, on top but, of Jeremy. You mean with because the, the thing is, remember now, Ryan, we wouldn't be giving up anything for Mob D. They would come back. Cause you know what it is, Raw. Like usually the guys who really win the the big one are guys who have teams who have top fifteen type of talent. I agree with you. I agree with so, you. No, you gotta have a superstar. Right. So we have a lot of like on the edge we got, we, guys. We got, a, we got a whole we got a whole bunch of Robins, no Batman. Yeah, yeah. it would be like like so so we're saying we're not gonna do it that way. We're just gonna be like we're trying to be the, the Pistons or something. Detroit. Yeah, you know? <laughs> he's trying to be like the 2004 Detroit Pistons. Yeah, That's like right. we trying to do like they we trying to do it like the Pistons and get right. dirty, Mitchell and Robinson then have a bunch of like on the cusp all star guys. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. Because That's exactly right. Yeah. Julius Randle, Julius Randle becomes Rashid. Uh, uh, <laughs> Mitch Rob becomes becomes Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brunson becomes Mr. Big Shot. Oh yes, oh. we have this. Uh, yep, that's right. Richard Hampton is Grimes. I mean, there you go. Uh, that's it. Yo, is this poll up? I don't like, see it. It's like the way I look at it, though. It's like if the Knicks were to make that move, like I think the Knicks would be like the Atlanta Hawks, like a few years ago. Like they'll win like a lot of games in the regular season, but then when they run into like a Giannis or somebody like that in the playoffs, they're gonna lose. Uh, I can hear you, Ryan. I hear you on that, but I, I mean, I mean, Ryan. Though, isn't there a possibility they could be better than that? Though, it's just possible, right? I mean, that's all I'm saying. It's not like a super team, but you will have a damn good team right there. I mean, they're gone. 
and you'll be in the – it won't be even like, well, who's going to make the playoffs this year? No, no, the Knicks will be in the playoffs. We just want to know how far can they go. You know? Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean – and I'm also counting on – like you say how – you see how um, um, JL said, well, if RJ makes that next step, well, I'm saying in this scenario, I'm looking for everybody. I'm looking for Grimes, and I'm looking for Brunson, and I'm looking for all of those guys, Obi, Deuce, IQ. I'm looking for all those guys, Sims, to make a next step. I'm looking for all those guys to make a next step. And so if we can get that, and I believe they are all, you know, I'm not saying any of them will be superstars, but to make a next step up for where they are now, that's, t- that's entirely possible. That's entirely possible, man. And all of those open looks that RJ gets would be Jeremy Grant's. Who shoots forty two percent? Yeah, or nine. Like he's you know. literally pr- what we hold on. Yeah. So, yeah. You, he gets six attempts a game and shoots forty one point five five point six attempts forty one point five. He is from the three point line. And he can post. And he can he can post and play make like a little bit too. So and he can play some. He is, he made his career on defense. That's when he was in Denver. That's what got him the big money because he could play defense. So. He's a defender. Man, oh man, oh man. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know. Okay. I would do that. I would do it if I was the Knicks. I'm not even sure he would want to come to New York, but I'm saying that's a, it's like the KD question. Would he even want to come to New York? I don't know. So is it safe to say, Roy, you, you're for – because we had a conversation the other day about trading Julius Randle because you, you already know conversations. A it's a bunch of people – who want to trade Julius Randle now mm-hmm. to, to sell high on him. And I don't, for me, that doesn't make sense that, cause you know, they want to get, they're like, you know what? Randall's playing out of his mind. Now let's trade Randall. Now we already see what the trade market is today. Guys are asking for multiple picks left and right. So why not trade Randall now, get multiple picks and then, try to get a star after we do that like what are your thoughts on that all right two things i try to combine what i want to see with what i believe the knicks want Mm -hmm. the knicks do not want to trade julius Randle. i don't believe they do um if they were going to do it last year it would have been perfect time to do it but they're not going to do it even though his trade value is high number one i don't believe i don't i believe he's got the full support of the entire organization from doling down and so I don't think they're going to trade him. So I don't think, to me, just based on that, it's not even worth discussing. But right. if you were going to trade him, okay, so you got a guy that's going to be a two-time All-Star in the last three years, possibly All-NBA again, okay? So what you would, just looking at, take his name and his position and everything out. You say, you got a player that's 28 years old. He's going to be a two-time All-Star and a two-time All-NBA player. What do you want for him? You're going to want something of equal value. Okay, so you're not going to get it. That's the problem. You're not going to get it. So because a team that let's let's look at the Nets just hypothetically. If the Nets were going to rebuild, let's say they're going to trade KD because they're going to rebuild. They're not going to take Julius Randle. He's not a rebuilding guy. That's not going to, you know, why mm-hmm. you want to do that? You're not doing that. So you need a team that would need a Julius Randle that believes that Julius Randle could take them to the next level. And then what are they going to give us of equal value? Or are you just trading him for picks and salary and you're going to start Obi? They're not going to do that. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind starting Obi, 
but they're not going to do that. They're just not going to. So I don't, I think that the wasted of the breath of life that we get on talking about <laughs> trading Julius, we should save that breath for better, for better energy because it's not going to happen. They're not trading. Him. So he's, he, and, and that's why Obi's name is coming up because they're not trading. Him. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And the reason somebody asked in the chat, why wouldn't Grant want to come here? Because of fans like us. That's why. Because because of fans like us and Mark Berman and guys like that, they don't want. There's a lot of guys that don't want to come here. They don't mind visiting the garden to play in, under the lights and then leave, but they don't want to come here. So uh, I don't know if he would come here or not. I don't know. But um, and it's not. And somebody asked, why would Portland do that? Because he can walk for nothing. That's why. Because this summer, yeah. Grant can walk for nothing. That's why Stanley Man's asking, why would they do that? Because he can walk and not, he can still the same reason. The same yeah. reason why the Nets traded Kyrie Irving. Exactly. He could walk for nothing this summer. So you could get something for him. That's why they would do it. Yeah, that yeah. shout out Mark so, Berman was OD. <laughs> <laughs> like my, shout out to Mark, man. <laughs> no, but I'm saying is that that's why guys don't want to come. They go on to face Bermans every day after every game. Tibbs does it. Tibbs does it very well. He, he faces the media after every game. Even RJ couldn't do it. And yeah. RJ's a guy that, that stands up. But it's hard to do. There's no media like New York media, and there's no fans like New York fans. Passionate, over, you know, overbearing, short-sighted. If you don't score 100 points and we're not in the finals, you suck. I mean, that's how they do. So if Listen, you have one bad game, your career is over. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, come on. It's I facts. Mean, people mad we mid right now. I'm just like, we wasn't yeah. mid last year. We sucked last year. So mid yeah. is a step yeah. up. Like, we need to be right. building. But it is. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Games over 500. Let's fire Thibs. Trade, <laughs> trade that player. Let's go get this. Get I that. mean, and that's what I was saying to somebody today. I said, you got a guy that's two-time coach of the year on two different teams. He's going to take a rebuilding team to their second playoff appearance in three seasons. He's a winning coach. And you're talking about fire him. I mean, oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> Damn Red back couldn't coach in New York without, without being people talking about firing. Popovich couldn't do it. I mean, I'm saying it's crazy here. So not everybody wants to be here. Tibbs wanted this job. This was his dream job. Yeah. You know, he wanted this job. So I'll I'll say what I keep saying. Definitely like the job that Tibbs has done since he's been here. I still feel like there's an expiration date on him because of the lack of adjustments that he makes on the offensive end of the ball. And he's not really imaginative on the side. But he does get people to compete and he gets he gets people to really defend at a high level. So I as long as we're winning the way we're supposed to be winning, I think he'll be here and should be here. But I do feel like there'll become a, a time where we're going to have to be more imaginative with the offense in like a playoff series. And he's not going to be able to do that. And that's when the change is going to happen. That's what I feel like. Well, wait, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Who gets imaginative in the playoffs? And how is that? How does that look like? What is imaginative look like? I don't see anybody going away from what they did to get to the playoffs in the playoffs they all they make adjustments yeah but they don't go away from what they did yeah they make adjustments. like he, he he doesn't make adjustments he doesn't make adjustments an offer he to me i just look at the stats they're scoring a lot of points man i, I don't understand if they scoring 120 points i don't understand what the problem is to me the defense is the problem if they can get deed up if they can take make three stops in a row that's how you win in the playoffs you got to make timely stops man but and they did it today they definitely did it today. right you know, so if they can keep doing that, the offense is not, it's not pretty. It's not New York Knicks of Clive Frazier and Bill Bradley offense. No, it's not 
Golden State Warriors pre-moving offense, but they they get the job done. They score points, man. And now if they keep doing that, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not worried about the offense too much. I'm worried about both sides. I'm like, you have to play defense, of course. But then at, at certain points, like there's two there's there's two things that I feel like happens in the playoffs, right? You're gonna have to have ISO players for sure who can break down the the defense on their own. Because usually at the end of the day, those top players who are good offensively, those are what you rely on. But then mm -hmm. there's gonna be times where they're not on the floor and you're going to need a system to be able to get you easier shots outside of of that iso and when i'm looking at like what tips is doing like i don't see him advancing on that side of the basketball where he's like you know what let's just not have grimes sitting in the corner all day let's run grimes off a, a couple of screens and have him be a movement shooter or let's not just do pick and roll with julius randall and and um jalen brunson all day let's do like a side pick and roll with jalen brunson and quentin grimes because both of them can shoot and like like or let's play small for a second i i just watched the utah jazz last year refuse to go small for you know a, a good stint and lose because they kept going to go bare in the middle so like i i don't know if tom is capable of doing that for long stretches of time which is why I feel like I don't like I don't I'm not sure what he's going like today was an outlier you know we had Deuce McBride well, maybe that's what I'm saying I'm going to say he was setting picks for Deuce McBride and, and Brunson was running a two man game right and yeah. as and and you noticed that Grimes and Julius is is pretty much anxious it looks like to run two man game with Grimes it's imploring him to shoot so I I, I don't know let's let it to me I, I don't worry about it too much I think it's it's an uh it's an organic, not to quote my man, organic, but it's an organic process. I think over the course of the season, it will work itself out. I'm not as worried about the offense. They're scoring points. Brunson is a tremendous break you down off the dribble player. Randall's becoming one, you know, like that as well. So, and I think you still don't forget about quickly because he does the same thing. So I think we're doing all right. I, I'm, I mean, yes. Can they be better? Are they in a championship window right now? No, no. but. If you give me a KD or you give me a Jeremy Grant and everybody takes the next step up, I think we'll be all right. <laughs> I think so. I think we'll be all right. I don't know. What do you think, Ryan? What's this poll looking like? Hold on. Oh, yeah. What is the poll? There's only 30 yeah, Ryan, votes. And Ryan hasn't said anything in a minute. He's just been enjoying the show. What do you, what do you have any thoughts, Ryan? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, I would just let y'all just run with it. But, um, I mean, me personally, um, I think I'd be, yeah, I mean, hey, like, my mind is like blank right now, but. No, but you know what, though? Tibbs, I believe, will finish out his five years, and then I think Johnny Bryant will take over. And, and, I, and I think it'll be a good thing, because they, I think they're grooming Johnny Bryant for that. Because remember what, what, what Julius said, it was the conversation he had with Johnny Bryant that changed him. Yeah. You know, Johnny Bryan said, if you were a, your teammate and you played and acted like you did last year, would you want to still be your teammate? I would hope that would be the case. But from looking at what the Knicks usually do, like they like to bring the, the names in here. Like I remember so Mike Miller 
coaching better than uh than um Fisdale. Hornacek and Fisdale. Yep, yeah. Yep. And yep, then yep. when time when it was time to hire people, they overlooked him. And I also remember when Tibbs was hired, they also hired Mike Woodson. And on top of that, uh, they also hired Kenny Payne. So I mm-hmm. almost kind of feel like they were bringing Tom Thibodeau over here and bringing those guys in as a, as a fail safe to maybe hire one of those guys. But then both of those guys left. So I I think that would might have been the actual original plan was to probably hire Woodson or something. Well, the reason I, I would say no is because of the titles. They gave only Johnny Bryant the associate head coach title. Mm. The other guys were assistant coaches. Right. And so they gave they gave Johnny Bryant the associate head coach title. And Bryant, if you you know, you notice now, he gets in Thibodeau's ear on the sidelines a lot more this year than he did last year. So I, I'm thinking they're grooming him. Tibbs, as much as he loves this job, he's 60, what, 65? How old is he? He's like 65 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he can't keep doing this forever. And I think the five-year deal that he has is what's going, he's going to finish with. He, he, you know, with all of the hate out there, he's he's done a tremendous job. Uh, for the Knicks, he's been winning. If he they make the playoffs this year, second playoff appearance in three seasons, and don't let him win a first round series, he stays as long as he wants. But I'm thinking he's really. I think the plan is for him to do a five year deal, and then that's part of a five year plan. And then you have Johnny Bryant step right in and take over and be the coach of the Knicks for hopefully for a long time. And that, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, I would like that. I would like somebody to actually build on the system we have instead of tearing it down and building a completely mm-hmm. new one. So mm-hmm. I would like for us to do that. I don't know what his experience level is. I know I know he, he's, he's been around Dallas as an assistant coach and he's coming here. But, and Utah. But the, just, just being familiar with the guys already, being familiar with the systems already, knowing what they run, and then mm-hmm. going, you know what, let's add some more movement here. I, I feel like that's what we need. Because like we said, Tibbs is, is a culture set, a culture builder. So mm-hmm. I feel like there's definitely blocks to be built here, but there's still certain things I would tweak. And uh, I mentioned some of thing, some of those a little bit earlier, um, mm-hmm. even defensively. I know, you know, people can complain about drop coverage a lot. Like I would like to see less of the drop coverage from three point shooting. I would like to see other things, but it just hasn't happened. But um, well, do you think that do you think that the Knicks as a team would develop over the next two seasons to be a better team? Yeah, like for sure. Like this is first. This is Brunson's first year here. First year mm-hmm. as a leader, being a guy, he's gonna get better. We have quickly. He's gonna get better. We have Julius. Julius Randle just needs to stay there. We have mm-hmm. so many young guys contributing to winning. I think we'll be better as long as we can monetar- monetarily keep the team together. You know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but I think we'll get better as time goes on for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, I, I'm looking at us as a 50 win team next year, even with the exact same guys. I'm looking with as a 50 win team next year because of the continuity, which we've the Knicks have not had. You know, before Thibodeau, we were changing all our fives every year. You know, it's crazy. But I think now we've got some continuity, especially the last two seasons. And now, you know, we were all clamoring for the young guys to get playing time. And now Tibbs is trusting all of the young guys they drafted. So I, I think that's going to get better. Um, and because of that, you know, I like I like what we're looking like. I like what they're looking like. And I think over the next 
couple of seasons, they'll be better, which is why I can see a handoff, a nice smooth handoff between Thibodeau and, and Johnny Bryant. Yeah. I've seen people asking about um, a couple of players. Bone, Bones Highland. Uh, he's not available. I heard he might be available. I was looking. I don't. I don't know. Really? I, I saw something on Twitter that he was available. Um, Bones Highland. Yeah, that's what I heard. No, is that, Bones is, is a if, baller. If, if, if NBA Central said it, you can just wipe your behind with that toilet paper. <laughs> but I, you know, that's how much I respect them. But you know, so, so I wanted if one of the three wise men said it, that'd be different. But I think if I'm Denver, I'm keeping him, man. Why would they? You know, <laughs> you wouldn't keep him. I don't know. They, I saw it in passing, so I never actually like investigated it. But yeah. I did hear that he was available. To me, I just it doesn't make logical sense. I'm like, why would they do? I'm looking at Denver right now. All right, so I'm looking at their top lineup. Highland is part of the a plus 61 lineup, the number one lineup they have. He's part of the second best lineup, <laughs> the number two lineup they have. I they, to me, they don't trade this guy. There's no way they don't mm-hmm. trade him, man. Uh uh-uh. he's 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 quickly, he's quickly for them. Yeah. People ask yeah. him about Jordan Clarkson too. Also love Jordan Clark. The thing with this is Dealing with Utah in general, especially the, the the big pieces they have, it's just going to be tricky. Just our luck, the pieces that we want are held by two of the biggest Knicks haters. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Nick haters, man. And Usai oh and, and Danny Ainge. So, That's like, right, go right. figure. Usai, <laughs> Jerry, and Danny Ainge, yeah. man. You don't want to deal with them, man. Jordan Clarkson is going to be... I, is Clarkson expiring, though? Let me just see. I think he's expiring. Right. He's an... Ex- no, he's got a player option for the coming summer. Yeah. So he'd be looking for a new deal. And let's see. Jeremy Grant, we had Jeremy. Okay, the poll right now, 52% of y'all say, yes, they would trade R.J. Barrett for Jeremy Grant. So it's, it's close, close, though. That's a close. That's very close. That's it's very close. That's very close. 52% I would say do it. yes. Yeah, I would, do, I would do that. Because Grant is R.J. in three years now. So I, I like that. I, I would take Grant that. is longer than R. I don't know. I'm he sorry, got, I can't see RJ yeah. being that good that defensively good? in three years. No, nah, I can't see. Uh, he's it. only 22 now. I don't know. I, I'm just saying, but I do that in RP. <laughs> I mean, his profile, his body it. profile is different than RJ's. You know what I'm saying? And like I hate to, I hate to give him a, um that kind of money. But I would do it because I believe he's that dude to get us to that next level. With everybody that we got, I I, I would do that. How old is? Let me see. Jeremy Grant is twenty eight. Yeah, what, I would do that, man. Let's. Well, let me bring about something. Let's, let's talk about something else real quick. We talked about Kyrie Irving, right? Oh yeah. You got, I cannot wait to go into work Monday. What? I can't. I can't Kyrie. Wait. No, there is <laughs> this one Nets fan. Oh, every time he sits right by the window on the left side, I have to walk by him before I go get to my desk. And, you know, we we just got beat by the net. So he's like, he's searching me out. He got his chest out when I walk. Hey, tripping. Yeah, just ripping. (laughs) And I told him two weeks ago, there's an expiration date on your team between (laughs) KD's knees. And Kyrie Irving's attitude. I said you got about a year before this all blows up in your face. It it wasn't even a a week ago. It wasn't even a year. It wasn't even. It wasn't even a month. It wasn't even a month. Done. So I'm coming to work early Monday. 
Hey, you bitch. Search your boy out. I'm See, going to work okay. early and I'm having my computer set up. Date. I don't even sit there. I'm having my computer set you know up right there. Right There's next an expiration to me. date on them being top five in the East, too. Yeah, I was like, you got to win this title like next year, this year, next year, or it's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. But it's funny. Okay, so Kyrie Irving gets traded to the Nets. I mean, I'm sorry, to the Mavs. And now at this point, the Mavs. You know, the Knicks own the Mavs pick. Mm-hmm. So it's not looking good for us in that pick right now. That pick is sitting Wait, at 19. Top 10, yeah, but that's where we're going. We knew we were going there anyway. It's a top 10 protected pick, isn't it? Right. But now that Kyrie's there, we're sitting at 19. That pick is probably going to be like 30. <laughs> oh, I don't know. They're, they're not going to. I don't think they win the chip. I mean, that's a chip. They're not winning the chip. I don't even like the fit. I think they got Kyrie because they're gonna sign him for four seasons, and if Luca leaves, they still got a superstar. I don't. I don't think they, they. I don't think they fit well together. To be honest with you, I feel like they. They might. I think they're just trying to sign them, get them in the building, and see if they can keep them. If they can't, flip them for somebody else. That's what I think. Yeah. Well. Yeah. They, but it's gonna be hard to flip Kyrie. It's gonna be hard to flip. Him. They wouldn't have traded him unless he was getting the hundred ninety-eight million dollars that he's looking for. So he's gonna get that. And now they got him for four years, and they got Luca Doncic for four years. Well, I don't think it's four years. How long they got Luca for? But they but so now if Luca Luca's the one that's closer to leaving than Kyrie. So yeah. if you if, if Luca leaves, you still have something. You haven't got, gotten rid of all your cup. You still got a superstar in your building. Yeah, Luca is still on a five-year, two hundred fifteen million dollar deal. So he's not unrestricted until twenty twenty-seven. Yeah. So not, so they know they got both of them. Yeah, I'm not sleeping on how they're going to play though, because they have two of the best ISO players in the game. I'm yep. not. I don't know how it's all going to translate, but defensively, I think it's a nightmare. I mean, they did it with Brunson there too. You know what I'm saying? They did, but Brunson was coming off the bench. That's true. Uh, right now, they got a point three plus rating defensively. Uh, their net, the difference, the net uh, rating is point plus three. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> they, and they just got Dorian Finney-Smith was one of their best defenders. Yeah, and he lost them. Yeah, they just traded him. So I, I don't know what they do. I. I I mean, offensively, yes, they're going to be a very exciting team. They are. But I, I, I'm talking about playoff time defense. Can they come up with stops? And, and who are they going to get that from? They got Christian Wood. He's a good defender. Dwight Powell is a good defender. They still got Reggie Bullock. He's a good defender. So they got some defenders there. Josh Green is actually a good defender. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe they get something. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. But we'll see. but um, I just feel I feel like they're too similar to them two guys. As far as the, the way they play, that, they don't complement to me. They're very similar, but we'll see. Yeah. But I would, I would do it if I was Mark Cuban. I would do that. Yeah, go get him. You know, you want two superstars, you got him now. Yeah. So my thing is like, what are the what are the ramifications of that trade? Because now you, you you this trade happens, the Nets get a first round pick in return, and now. It's been reported that the Nets are speaking to the Toronto Raptors. So, like, what do they want from the Toronto Raptors? Are they trying to... Because, you know, the Knicks are interested in OG on an OB. And so are they trying to get OG on their team to try to, like, keep Kevin cool? Are they trying to bring in um, 
are they trying to bring in Gary Trent Jr. or are they trying to move their rent to Toronto? Like I'm trying to figure out hmm. what as far as their team, right? The Nets team, right, right now. So you're starting Kevin Durant. You could start Dorian Finney Smith. That's a defender, right? You're going to start the young kid that has been playing out of his mind. You got two of them. You got Nick Claxton and what's the other one? The guy, uh, Kessler Edwards. Both of them have been playing out of their mind. So you're going to have a nice rim protector. Um, you're going to start. They haven't been starting Joe Harris. Have they? They haven't been starting him. Um, no, I don't know. Haven't. Who else would they start? They got, they, they, I would start Cam Thomas though. <laughs> Right, but but you need a point guard. So I don't know. I don't know what they do. But okay. they got. I think they got a nice team around KD. I'm gonna say that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like maybe they, they might be trying to keep KD there because you know. So they might be trying to like make a move to keep KD there. So maybe they they're trying would, to trade yeah. for Siakam or something. Or they could. Yeah, th- yeah. That that would be a move. Now, what would they give? Yeah. You know, you're dealing with Messiah. <laughs> exactly. You're exactly. dealing with Masai Ujiri, so I don't know. Um, uh, they would need some picks. Masai wants picks, man. You're going to need some picks. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Oregon Knicks Fanatics. He says Nets trying to get Pascal's, Pascal and Scotty for Durant. Mm. Oh. Why would Toronto do that, though? Because big stars Scottie don't. Barnes and Pascal? What you got left? They're not gonna do that. They're not gonna. Do that. I don't think so. They might do what Pascal. They probably do Pascal and OG or Pascal and Trent. All right. If they did Pascal and OG, okay. Let's take a look. Here. I can see them doing that. What do, they, what do they look like? Let's see what they look like. So they need a five. They they see to me Toronto's just missing a solid five. That's all they need, and they would be really good. But okay, let's say they did Pascal. For KD, you think? No, they need they need somebody to pair with KD. They're yeah. gonna keep him. So yeah. you want K- KD with Pascal, right? I don't know. I don't know how that works. Yeah. I, don't know. I, I, can, I, I mean, can I can see them trying to get OG and Anobi for some pieces that they have. Maybe you know if you yeah. got him, you know. But they to me with Dorian Finney Smith, um, oh, Kessler Edwards, you got. <laughs> Durango, you got Dorian Finney Smith. You got enough uh with Dorian Finney Smith. You got Kessler Edwards. You have um oh god, who else did they have? They had they have a they have a nice u- nucleus of defensive players still, I think. Um if I'm looking at their let me look at their death. The um Dorian Finney Smith, uh Joe Harris, right, Royce O'Neal, they still got him. Yeah. So I don't know. I I think they, they got a nice, I don't know, they got a nice team still. I think they could, you know, I, if I was going to try to roll the dice and keep Kevin, then I think they did. They got something around him. I did, they, they got something around him. Yeah, I, I can see him go either way, trying to even move yeah, Kevin or yeah. trying to build around him. But yeah. I can see Kevin, especially if they lose in the first round, I can see Kevin asking for a trade this summer. Right. But also trying to, I can also see them trying to get it, get, uh, get, uh, OG, like I don't know what you think about the OG trade room and stuff. Well, um, it depends on who they have to give up and what they have to give up to get OG and an OB. Mm. Uh, because OG, to me, he's twenty five. That's a positive. He's a tremendous defender. That's a positive. Um, he's a starter, dude. So you're going to start him at the three, but he's injury prone. So you're going to start him at the three. Who are you giving up 
Are you giving up RJ? Who are you giving up for OG and Anobi? I don't know. That's the question. RJ, what do you think? I would. I'm more. Shoot, I was thinking about. Um, I was thinking about protective picks. Ob. Uh, Rose. Cam, would they take something them? like that. You think they take them? I, would, I, I don't know. So. I would try. I mean, why not? I mean, I would try. You, you know, they're trying to get rid of Evan Fournier, so uh, they probably have to send Evan Fournier there. But then again, that that money, that, I don't know. I don't know what they have to that. That's a hard one, man. But you're right. If they could, if they could do it, let's say three protected picks, Cam Reddish, um, Obi Toppin. I I don't want to give up Obi though. Damn, I don't want to give up. Not for that. Ah, shoot. Where you? Who are you starting? Are you putting Quentin Grimes on the bench now? Damn, I don't want to do yeah, that either. That's it's yo. Here's the thing. And my shoot, I, I would, but I really don't want one to. Because I, if I'm getting OG, honestly, you got a defensive wing with him and Quentin Grimes, and OG yeah. is a corner three at a very high clip. So, I, I want them both on the starting unit. You know, I want them both starting. It just makes it weird because we gave RJ a bunch of money. It does so make it weird. But he'd be going just... back home. I don't know. Shoot. I really don't know. That's a tough one. So to answer your question, I would consider it. But I, I don't know what they'll give up for him. I hate the thought of giving up OB, OB for that. And I hate the thought of giving up RJ for that. You know, I just don't like it. But OG's a 37% three-point shooter. 82% foul shooter. Yeah, he's he's and he's, we know he could play some defense. He's 6'7, 232, so he can yep. definitely handle himself. He just is a little injury prone, man. But damn, I mean, you gotta say he's because this yeah, he played 74 games his rookie year and has never sniffed, sniffed 70 games since. So I don't know. Mm. I don't know. He's 74, 67, 69, 43, 48. And this year he played 45, which is most of the games this year. I think he might have missed six games this year. So that's what I'm saying, man. I really like that prospect to have OG here. I like Crittin' What would you give up well. for him, though? What huh? would you give up for him? Realistically, though, what would you what would you Realistically? Well, that they would me and Ryan Messiah G. Jerry now. Ryan G now, we've been going back and forth between the three, the three picks versus two picks thing for like Let's assume they would give you two protected picks and one unprotected pick. I would give them the 2027 unprotected and I give them two protected because I, I'm not as concerned with 2027 because we got Milwaukee's 2027 and it's only top four protected. So That's what I, I don't said. Think Milwaukee, so I, I I'll said I'll be willing the, to I'll give them, I'll be yeah. willing to give up one protected. I mean two yeah, unprotected. I mean two protected yeah, two picks. Unprotected. I'm sorry. Two protected picks and one, and one and unprotected. One but not and not even one completely unprotected like they'll have some protections on it yeah but it, right I would so one of my picks would be protected yeah I, i'd say top 10 protected or whatever and 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 i'll give them a, a certain a protected pick either the milwaukee or the right. dallas i give one not, not, i'm not so, even giving the milwaukee one i'm giving them like yeah. the, <laughs> the detroit one <laughs> yeah, something like that. Right, right. But if the, but you deal with Masai Ujiri now, so I don't know. But right. Um, but if I'm giving you one of my I mean, own 
unprotected, then like you can take some of the you know, especially if you're getting like a player with it. So it's like, yeah, mm, mm. that's what I think. It's a tough call, man. But I would not mind a lineup of OG Grimes and Brunson on, and and then Rich Rob and uh, Julius Randle. Yeah. I'd like to keep Obi Top. I'd like to keep Mob Deep in its current form. I'd like to do that. But yeah, people are asking about Miles Miles Bridges as well. Well, is do you think Phoenix is going to start over? No. Yeah, so you know what? Not on the table. I feel like they might try to start over. Because even if they did, let's say they were going to rebuild, right? So what are they rebuilding with? They're going to rebuild with Kyle Bridges. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like, it's going I to be almost Bridges. feel like they would move uh, their center before they move Mikhail. No, I think, they, I hmm? think they keep Aiden in. I think they start over with a rebuild with Mikhail and Aiden and trade everybody else. Try to get as many picks as they can for Devin Booker. And then uh, and and trade their bells and start with those two guys as solid. How, how old is them Booker? Forward. You think they would trade them uh, Booker? Book, well, I think Booker would want to be traded if they got to, if they're going to rebuild. Booker is only twenty six, so I'm saying Booker would That's want true. to be traded. So they so so McCall is twenty six, and so you you I you know Booker would want to be traded. So I'm keeping Andre Ayton and and McCall. And I'm trying to get a bunch of first rounders and I'm seeing if I can fill around those two guys. You got two solid guys. You got Cam Johnson, who's not the star by any stretch, but he's a solid guy. And he's, you know, six, eight, solid player, 26. I wouldn't want to do, I wouldn't start over if I was them. I wouldn't. I would just get rid of Chris Paul and get me another point guard. But I kind of feel like, how do you, I guess so. I try I to, guess so. I you know what, you, you know what, you're right, Rule. I don't think they would start over. Yeah. If you just get a yeah. solid point guard who can play defense. Yeah, I, I start over. I, I, I wouldn't start over. I, I talked to Toronto about Fred Van Fleet, though. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I would talk to Toronto about Fred Van Fleet and see what they want to do, man. But, um, yeah, I, I, if I'm Phoenix, I don't blow it up. If I'm the Lakers or the Nets, I blow it up. But if I'm Phoenix, I don't blow it up. If I'm the Lakers, I, they're wasting time. They're not, they may not even make the play-in. They really right. may not. So, you got Anthony Davis and LeBron, and you're not going to make the play and blow that mess up. Blow it up. LeBron's got a no-trade clause, but I talked to him. Look, LeBron, we ain't going to win a chip, man. <laughs> I sorry, agree. Bro. I agree, man. Nick's, <laughs> talking about, Nick's fans talk about the mid-teams that are in trouble. The Lakers are a mid-team that's in yep. trouble. That's are, they, are, they actually even a mid, are they even a mid? Shoot, they I slightly mean, below the me. They're below mid right now. The Lakers are in, where are they? Do you know the Lakers are in 13th position in the West? Four Yeesh. games under 500. They, they, it's a long shot that they even make the play in. Honestly, yeah. it's a long shot. It's time for LeBron to go. They, Hang it up. Yeah. <laughs> saying, I mean, saying, if you want to play, bro, okay, look, you mind starting with another team? Because we're going to try to get what we can for you. Which yeah. team do you want to go to? You know, and then, and then trade AD, get rid of him too. And mm -hmm. See what you can get because they're not going anywhere. They're really Absolutely. not. They they took their shot. Like they took their shot. They what they said. They played the game and they lost. You know they haven't. They got one chip out of it though. The, the, got um, one chip. Wanna, yeah, they got oh, one chip out of it. Mad old people. No no yep. flexibility. Yep. yep. Two first so rounders was, and that's it. And that's the thing about Portland. It. Portland is now in the eleventh spot. You see, so Grant wants to stay there as he struggled. He came from Denver, almost winning it. He went to, to, to rebuilding Detroit. I think he's trying to get to a contender next time, you know, with this money. So we'll see. We'll see.
All right, all right. Salute to the chat. Shout out to you all. I guess Ryan G is not in the building. No longer anymore. in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan G has left the building. Uh, if you're feeling the show, hit the like and subscribe button. We're here after every game talking Knicks basketball. Shout out to Royal for rocking with us today. Next game oh, will be, was it Tuesday versus the Orlando Magic? We playing, we playing right. those guys. I call, uh, me, I call me and Organic going to the game. Oh, me yeah. Oh, shout out yeah, to you. Yeah, we're guys. going to the game. Yeah, we're going to the game. We're going to be Monica Kosh. We're going to the game on, uh, on Tuesday. Yeah. I know we gotta play Black Ball Ball. I call him Black Ball Ball. I mean Black Victor. <laughs> we're gonna play Black Victor on Tuesday. <laughs> well, you know, Bomba's not playing. Bomba's not playing. Are you suspended? He's suspended, yeah. For scrapping. Yeah, yep, he's yeah. Suspended. Yeah, Four games, yeah. I think. Yeah, I still yeah. like Mo Bamba, but you know what? Hartenstein is, is earning my stripes. So I'm yes. not even gonna talk about Mo Bamba today. Cause that's disrespect. To what Hardenstein has done, actually got defensive rebounds today, was up in Embiid's face, got a block today, played killer defense. The whole second unit was switching. They were rotating quickly. They were closing Mm -hmm. out. They were challenging layups, floaters, getting every 50-50 ball. I'm yeah. I'm not even gonna mention Mobamba for for shout out to (laughs) (laughs) shout out to did his thing. All right, right, (laughs) Heart, heart, heart done run JS's heart. Yeah, heart won my heart today. For yeah, now. Until Mitch today. get back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mitch here's the thing. Like, the Knicks are over 500 for right now. And we're still hanging on. Despite uh, a lot of people. Shoot, even me. Yeah, I had some doubts. <laughs> thinking, oh, we're going through the gauntlet. How are we going to beat the Celtics? How are we going to beat the 76ers? How are we going to beat these teams? And still end up over 500 at the after uh the all-star break now don't look now guys don't look now but what are we 29 and 26 three games over 500 we're three games over 500 we got the magic the sixers and we we got the magic on tuesday yep let's just get if we get that win we'll be we'll be four games over 500 yep then we got the sixers they got the jazz then you have the nets the Nets. Now all of a sudden the Nets look like a winnable game. I don't want to get too ahead of myself because they they have a curse over us. Yeah, exactly. It's like Randall said, they ain't no rivalry. They've been kicking up every time we play. Exactly. And and then we have the Hawks and Wizards. And by the time we come back, we should have Mitch Rob back on the line though. Yep. Yep. I think he'll be back by at least after the All-Star break. Me too. You know, he'll get the chance to run and get himself, you know, game shape and absolutely, <sighs> Gosh, absolutely. Man. Gary Harris for Cam. Um, I talked about Gary Harris for here, but for what though? Where is he going to play? Um, Ben scoring, Ben scoring three point shooter. Gary is pretty good. No, he is. But I'm saying, but now that we got Deuce loose, that's true. We got IQ. I mean, what do we need Gary Harris for? We good. That's true. I'm wondering, looking at the games that we played so far and the way the bench has stepped up, I kind of wonder what the front office thought process is at this point. Because That's a good question. Yeah. The conversation has been, let's make some moves to get the bench help and get the bench scoring. 
But now you're starting to see Deuce and these guys start to find a rhythm. So as a front office, do you disrupt that rhythm if we're going into the All-Star break? Well, not even All-Star break because we only have like a week left before the trade deadline. Right. If we go into the trade deadline and the bench is still producing, because we know we dropped 30 points. I don't want to mess with them. I don't want to mess with them, man. They dropped 32 today. They've been doing like 25, 26, 28. And this this one's the best outing, you know, since Mitch Rob got hurt 32. I don't want to mess with them, man. Exactly. I so I, I, I don't know. Mess. I might let it cook. I might let it cook. I might let it cook. I would let it cook. I'm not gonna lie. I still might try to find a way to to get like Vanderbilt here. Like I don't think he's worth. No, I hear you. If yeah, nah. I don't think he's worth. Well, let me like ask a you. first round pick you, though. All right, all right. Here you go. Here's a question. Big question tonight. Would you trade OG Ananobi for RJ straight up? Ooh, it's quiet. Jail is quiet. I don't know if I want to do that. I ah, yes, that's what I'm saying. That. Would you do it? Would you? I don't know. I wouldn't do it. I don't it. think I want to do know. that. I don't want to do it either. I don't want to do it either. I don't want to do that. I don't. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do that. I would think about it we'll more for Grant. Than yeah, because Grant's more of an all-star to me. He's more of an all-star talent. He would be an all-star. In the, yeah, Grant would be an all-star in the East, in my opinion. He would be an all-star in the East. But like um, for me, OG's a piece. When I think about the project, because OG is a good piece, right? For me, if I think... Say we trade a couple of protected picks and something maybe OB or something for OG. Mm-hmm. I think if we have to make a move for all-star, we would have enough to make a move because we have OG here and we have RJ. Oh yeah. Here I agree. Have then we have here. enough. Yeah. So yeah, we have enough talent and picks to get, to make that happen. Yeah. Right. And then make yeah. that move and we still wouldn't feel anything. Because now right. we actually have the talent. It would kind of be like the Cavs. Now the Cavs kind of gave up all their spare parts for Donovan right. Mitchell. And they didn't really feel it at, because no, they had they so much talent. So well. That's right. I think we're in the same position. I think we are. So if I we do make OG we, trade and we only send in like picks and maybe like, and I OB love Toppin. OB topping, but if we move, end up moving OB for OG and, and some hmm. protecteds. I can't I argue it. that. I can't argue that. And I'm actually trying to figure out what's the best move. I honestly, I'm trying to figure out what's the best move for Obi. So Toronto, I wouldn't like it because they're going to start Scotty Barnes at the four. You know. Yeah. Um. Uh, but then OG would be leaving, so you can put oh, you could put you could start Scotty at the three. You could you could start him at the three, or you could start Scotty at the three. Yeah, you could do that. You could do that, and start Obi at the four. Yeah, he would get starters minutes then because OG and Obi would no longer be there. So yes. I would, yeah, I want OG to start. I don't want him to be traded just to be on somebody's bench. So that's why I like the Utah and I like this deal because OB will leave here to get starters minutes, and I want to see him get starters minutes. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, man. But, like I hate the idea of ben- it makes sense though. And shout out to Ron. I, mean, I don't Ron wanna... actually called in and talked about that. Yeah, and I, I it was would be like, a tough, nah, nah, nah. It'd be a heartbreaker. He a it'd point. be a heartbreaker. It'd be a heartbreak because Obi is more than just a player. He's a spirit. I mean, he's very bubbly. He's bouncy. He's he brings a joy to the bench, man. He really is really part of the fam, you know. So it'd be hard. It'd it would be hard hurt. to do. It would it hurt, hurt, man. It'd be hard to do. I ain't gonna front. It would be hard to do. 
I don't think I even want to do a poll for that. I see. Nah, I don't even want to do it. No. OG, no. OG for RJ. I say yes, no, yes, no. I see more no's. <laughs> There's more no's now. Uh, more people saying no. Yeah, or, I see more um, no's. Jeremy I don't Grant. even think I have to do a poll yeah. for that. Yeah. All right. So. All right. All right, man. Chat. Huh? Salute to the chat. Yeah, salute to the chat. If you feel this is the show, we just pretty much had like a trade show pretty much. Talked about the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's the deadline. It's Thursday. Yeah, the deadline is Thursday. I want to be available so just in case any yes, emergency sir. trade happens. If something, if something happens, man, it's going to be this week for sure. You know, that yeah. day is going to be very interesting. It always is. So here we go. Mm-hmm. Grandma Nick says at the end of the day, it's a business. So you saying just bench RJ, keep moving. <laughs> That's it's the, also politics, though. You got you can't discount that. It's politics. Yeah, politics is different. Yeah. Like I it's remember I still feel like the reason there was a there was a moment in time when Ryan G was like, why is Tibbs benching IQ at one minute left just to bring in RJ? Why? I, know. I don't get it. <laughs> it was politics, Ryan. It was politics, man. It, it was politics. politics. You got you got your number three overall pick, and now you're paying him a hundred million dollars. It's politics, exactly. Even though it's like, in his heart of hearts, yeah. in that moment, IQ is being he a two way player. IQ. Yeah, he's shooting shots, there, but yep. he's playing better. But RJ yep. is the third yep. pick. Yep, and you want to manage egos pick. too, because you saw what happened when he completely benched him. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so yes, yeah. And, so I. Hmm. And now that I think about it, if you really think about it, after you completely benched him, we're complaining the next game that RJ was playing a ridiculous amount of minutes in the first half, even though he was thinking of the place. Right. Now that right, I think right. about it, he probably left them in because he wanted to show RJ that he trusted him and he didn't want yeah. to lose him because RJ threw Absolutely. a tantrum about a game. Yes, before. he did. Yes, he did. So yes, now I think did. about it, I'm like I was mad at Tibbs, but now I think about it, he was trying to manage RJ's emotions. All right, uh, he was, he probably was, man, he probably was. Yeah. Ah, oh, gosh, yeah. it is what it is. It is. Politics. politics as usual, as Jay Z says. It, it, right. it, it is politics. All right, salute to the chat. This is a good place to end it. Um, Mr. Hebrew, let him know they can find you. Yes, sir. sir. Okay, raw Hebrew remnant on youtube raw hebrew remnant repping on patreon r-w-h-b-r-w-r-m-n-a-n-t raw hebrew remnant on twitter mm-hmm. all right and that's your shots shout to nick's verse i saw you in the chat shout to gallo shout to organics fantastics jay hans glamma nick supreme one joe long everybody who's rocked with this show tonight shout out to you Please hit the like button. It helps the algorithm. The algorithm helps us out, helps us get seen. So uh, please hit the like button before we close and subscribe to the channel if you enjoy the talk. We'll be back. We'll be back on Tuesday. All right. So you already know. Well, I'm going to get to the solo screen real quick. Follow us at the KOTO Show on Twitter, Nick Time Show on Instagram and Facebook. Listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, everywhere you listen to podcasts. 
listen to listen to the KLT show. KLT show. I'm sorry. There's an echo in my ear, so it's hard for me to talk. All right. <laughs> Get those snapbacks. <laughs> Black and white, blue and orange at the nickatimeshow.com. All right. All you got to do is go to nickatimeshow.com, hit catalog, boom, all the merch right there in your face. All right. All right. So shout out to you guys. Hold on another super chat. Nice. Says, $4.99 super chat from JT Riddick. He says, yeah. <laughs> it's politics as usual. Yeah, All eighteen. Politics as usual. All right, shout out to my guy JT Riddick. We chopping it up on Instagram sometimes. Shout out to you, JT. All right. All right. Oh, let me get back. Get back. New York, New York, big city of dreams. New York, New York, New York. All right, here we go. That is our show, and you guys know the drill. As always. Shut out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. Mess out here in these next YouTube streets. That's our show. We out this. Peace.